Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's a podcast with a full refund policy. You get back what you paid for it. It's Robbie Copeland's Guys of a Certain Age alongside Art Shirley. And in the magical chair, it's guest host Billy Triplett. And we fired Jay for this. No, we didn't fire Jay for this. The Grinch stole Jay away from us for this episode's taping, right? Would that be uh, Rusty? Is Rusty the Grinch? Rusty would be the Grinch. You know, we should get, I think Rusty's in town. Uh, Jacob, uh, Jay's oldest, is in town. Yeah. Maybe we could get those three or two of those three on a podcast. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what we can get. But Billy is uh, uh, one of our three listeners, maybe four listeners. <laughs> Billy and I worked together years ago. He's in the same field, but he's in Austin, Texas. Yep. Yeah. Where are you? Are you guys live in round? No, you're not in round. Oh, round. no, no. We live in South Austin. So South we're, Austin. we're down. We're, I was actually, uh, Art and I were uh, talking a moment ago about um, the distance between where we live in San Antonio. Ooh. He was there a couple of years ago and we're only about. 70, uh, 70 minutes from San Antonio. So, uh, we live in the, we live in the, uh, part of Austin that is uh, still has room to grow, but still uh, has elements of, um, old Austin. Yeah. So for anybody that's listening, that's familiar with Austin, um, you know, if you, if you decide to go back there, if you, if you've been gone for a while, uh, South Austin is probably your, uh, your best bet, but you're, you're further from round rock donuts. Oh yeah. yeah round yeah. rock donuts but, is great, but it all comes back to food on when we drive up. Um, we drive up to see my uh, see my family up here. Um, we always drive right by uh, Round Rock Donuts, and everybody uh, who's ever had Round Rock Donuts knows that that orange glaze uh, that's on those donuts um, is very memorable. You 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 once you've had them, you you always remember it, and you um, yep. I was and say, it's I, one of the things you really like. I had a gigantic Round Rock Donut. They make a huge one, or about the size uh, of Jay's head. Okay, and uh, quite good, quite good. So, but it it led to memorable moments uh, years ago so but billy how glad you have you been in austin uh we moved there <clears throat> we moved there may of uh 11 2011 so okay. we've been there wow. over 10 years that's hard to Has believe it been 10 years oh yeah yeah, yeah. good yeah. grief yep wow so. getting, getting close to be the longest place that uh either of us have lived i think wow that's kind of crazy okay. that's yeah. kind of crazy well we're glad you could join us today yeah, since uh, you know Jay has to work and things like that. So, uh, you've heard the show. Let's jump into some geeks of the week. Uh, you can just make fun of Art and I sure. if you want to, Billy, or if you've got something you want to add in. But why don't you start, Mister Shirley? Because all right, I, as we record this, as we uh, record it, December 29th, uh, yesterday was the 100th birthday of one of the heroes of comic bookdom, and now, of course, uh, movies with the uh, Marvel. Cinematic Universe, and, and probably one of our favorite cameo stars of all time. Yes, Stan Lee would have turned 100 years old yesterday. So uh, wanted to shout out to Stan the man and wish him an Excelsior birthday. Excelsior! <laughs> and we're thinking about you, Stan, and we appreciate all that you did, uh, you know, to, to bring about this, this, this crazy Marvel Universe that we all so enjoy. And sometimes don't enjoy, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> the Eternals. We're going to blame Jack Kirby for the Eternals, right? Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll blame Jack, because Stan could do no wrong. Uh, so, but Jack was the king. Jack was the king, but yeah, Stan's anyway. the man. Stan's the man. So, That's right. Billy, growing up, were you a Marvel or DC guy? Oh, um, so funny enough, when I was, when I was really young, when I was... Uh, yeah, about yeah, two weeks ago, uh-huh. <laughs> five, six, uh, you know, ten that range. I was definitely a DC fan. I uh, obviously, um, 
I remember one of the first uh, movies I uh, I remember seeing uh, in the theater. What uh, you know it might not be a good choice for a kid uh, that was about eight. <laughs> was Batman? Uh, with, oh. uh, 89 Batman uh, with Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. yeah. Um, saw Batman Returns, Batman Forever, um, Batman and Robin, unfortunately. Um, but I was definitely, I was, for the first, like, I'd say, until I was about 10 or 11, I was definitely uh, a DC fan. Sure. Um, but I remember I picked up, uh, I went to the, um, I went to one of the uh, uh, convenience stores uh, in Louisville where I grew up, and I remember picking up a uh, an issue of Marvel Comics Presents, and it was uh, on the cover with Sam, with Sam Keith Art Wolverine. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I think it might have been issue ninety two or eighty two or something like that. But wow, um, but it was the first time I had actually picked up a Marvel comic and kind of you know got delved into the world of uh, Wolverine, the X Men. Yeah. So uh, I collected um, the Jim Lee run, yeah. Jim Lee Claremont run on Air, on uh, X Men, Uncanny X Men. And I went back and picked up back issues. Yeah, um, I remember when Gun Dog uh, Comics was here in town. Yeah. Uh, it was like finding a treasure trove, obviously. So uh, I really, uh, from about, I would say from about um, 11, 10, 11 to about 15, 16 years old, or 15 years old, I, I was really into collecting comic books and I definitely picked up a whole oh, okay, run. Cool. I almost have, I think I've, I still have the original or most of the, the main run of Uncanny X-Men with Claremont uh, from, uh, that I'd collected from back issues from like issue, like maybe like 98. Until oh, wow. Uncanny X Men, until uh, uh, he ended an, he ended his run with Uncanny on two seventy nine, and and then went to X Men for like the th- first three issues and left. Um, yeah. So, but I I have all those. I love I I Chris I, Claremont was great. He yeah, was he great, was. and he was, and um and you know what one of the things I didn't really pick up on obviously read as a kid, but I pick up on it now is the way that he. He trusted the the intelligence of his of his readers. Uh-huh. And he, yeah, he had that episode. He didn't have the uh, he had about an episodic style of, mm-hmm. of writing. So his stories would like he would plant seeds, and like issue one fourteen that wouldn't come to fruition until like one forty four or something like that. Yeah, and, and that's really something that Stan Lee kind of brought about first. I think is that uh, he realized that there were you know not just junior high and younger kids but that there were some college kids that were still reading comics and so he he played to that audience and and tried to now granted you look back and it, they seem simplistic now but at the time they were kind of uh, groundbreaking in the fact that they did you know kind of assume that the audience was more intelligent than had current or recent previously been assumed i'll get the the time period you know it's yeah. it's just words that's right it's that's just right. words <laughs> that's right well are I, they yeah and they actually are. getting words out no, you are you are are we actually recording the words oh so, are we yeah, yeah we are this time okay. we don't have don't have jay here to make sure that was always that was recording always, monitor that was always robbie's big joke when we would do a take he would say all right great let's not, let's record it yeah yeah, yeah that's right and you usually get when you tell folks when they don't think they're on camera they and do they better. do that or practice take. They usually do better. Yeah, that's they, right. When they know we're not recording it yet. Well, Just go ahead and run through it one time. I, yeah. I hope you know, Robbie. I've, I've taken that joke and I've, I've continued to use it. There you as go. I, you know, my producing, my production uh, jobs now. I should should have you know trademarked it and claimed royalties off of it. But. <laughs> I think Desi Arnaz actually created that joke. Oh, who cares about Desi Arnaz? <laughs> we're not recording. <laughs> I don't know who that was supposed to be, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Lucy. Wow. So. Uh, all right, all right. So um, I was going to say something about Stan. 
he died what four years? No, he he died since we've started this podcast. He passed away in I think nineteen. I think it was eighteen. Right. 18. November twelfth, eight two thousand eighteen. Oh, that's right. It was right 95. before. It was right before Endgame. Endgame came out. That's right. I remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's it wasn't right. too long before that. So favorite cameo. Of Stans? Yeah. Um, Not yours, I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't didn't realize you had made any of My favorite cameo, uh, Stan Lee cameo in all the Marvel movies or just MCU? Uh, All the Marvel movies. Any. Any any Stan Lee cameo you happened. I really thought his... When he was on the Gilmore Girls, it was probably... (laughs) I... um, <laughs> Dawson's Creek was my yeah, favorite. That's right. I, um, oh wait. Oh man, that's a good that's a good one. Um I really liked his cameo in um Oh man, what was it? Uh I'm trying to I'm trying to remember uh Describe it cuz I've got the list of No, I mean I, I so I guess I have a non MCU and MC and a, just a Marvel cameo. Marvel cameo. I really liked his cameo in um Spider-Man 3 where he talks to Toby in Times Square when they, yeah. you know, and I mean I didn't I wasn't the biggest fan of that movie, but yeah. I love that cameo. But Spider-Man Three, yeah, was kind of. Yeah, I, I. But I also like his cameo. I loved his cameo in uh, Into the Spider Verse. Okay, where he sold the costume and he says, "Don't worry, it always fits eventually," and because it says no refunds on the on the top. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a funny. That was one. great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I would say, off the top of my head, my favorite cameo of his, um, and it was in a deleted. I think it was deleted was when I think it was the latest scene from the original Avengers. Um, Steve Rogers is kind of readjusting to society. He's at like uh-huh. a, he's at a table and a waitress gives him a check or something and he kinda like they kinda glance at each other and Stan turns around and says, get her number or something like that right there. But it was deleted. It was like, it was not put in the actual film, okay. but you could see it on the, on the DVD. That was, a, that was a cute one. That was good. Yeah. So looking at the, in, in X-Men, The Last Stand, which I think is where Cyborg dies, yes. um, mm-hmm. both Lee and Chris Claremont were. Oh yeah. And we should say, out. as many times we've referenced Cyborg, Billy was actually here when that, that original. We were on a shoot uh-huh. and we were talking about uh, X-Men Last Stand and I had not seen it yet. And Art, you're trying to tell me that Cyclops dies. Yeah. And it Spoiler becomes, alert. And it becomes Cyborg, yeah. which I knew immediately who you were trying yeah. to say. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, really, I think he's, <laughs> I think the way Art said it was, yeah, it was all right, but I really hate the way they kill, I really hate the Cyborg died in the first part of the movie. He's like, and we're kind of like, what? <laughs> what are you? Yeah. So it's but, been a running joke for, for what? 20 years. 20 years now? Yeah. When did the <laughs> almost X-Men come years, out? Yeah. Uh, Last Stand came out in 06. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I can't believe Jay mentioned that we're in year number five of this podcast. Yeah, was that start right? year number five? That's crazy. Yeah, I cannot believe that. Wow. So, um, I've got a quick geek of the week before we jump to the second half of the show. And let, did hey, you Bill, have a favorite Stanley cameo? I loved it when he was with the Watchers. Was that that the, was probably Guardians my favorite? Guardians, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guardians yeah. too. That was a really good one too. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. since you take that one, I also liked when he came up. There's a Tony Stank here. I mean, oh <laughs> yeah, that's Tony Stank. Tony Stank. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's his Tony Stank. That was a good one too. Oh, that was really, really good. So, uh, have you got a geek of the week, Billy? Before I jump into mine, because no, yeah, I don't really, have, I really don't have a geek of the week. Um, I will. I got to tip my hat to. I guess I got to tip my hat to, to Jim Cameron uh, because I, uh, by all 
but it seems like uh, Avatar Two is going to be a big hit. It just hit, it hit yeah, a billion dollars. It, I think a billion it, worldwide. It, it kind of had days. a slow weekend, but I think what they're finding is that it's got legs, which is a better deal for that kind of movie. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, opening weekend was yeah. not what they thought it would be, but we've seen so many movies that had a great opening weekend and just fell well, off. To people nothing. forget. People forget. That the same thing happened with I think the original it happened Avatar with the original sure did and, and Titanic and Titanic yeah, as well that's right Titanic opened and so up. Yeah. yeah you'd much rather have something that has you know a, a, by all accounts a great opening weekend not a, not the blockbuster opening weekend that they'd hoped maybe but but and do that continually rather right. than the drop off because we've seen huge drop offs on movies of this kind right now oh no for sure now, yeah. else, have you seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't had a chance to see it. Um, I have some friends who've seen it. Um, they liked it better than the original one. They, th- okay. they thought it was better. Uh, just like the, the overall, the better yeah. it was a better storyline. But I've also heard people say that they thought it wasn't as good as the original. But I, I mean, you so, you've got the three D element. I guess that is. I guess that's they're still showing that in three D, right? Yeah, yeah. Some three D here in IMAX as well. Yeah, so. yeah. And I I remember watching the original one. Now, I, granted, the original one wasn't any kind of anything groundbreaking story story it was Pocahontas yeah, it was, it was yeah, John it was Smith pretty much Pocahontas. what it was it was Dances with Wolves John Smith Dances with Wolves it was also John Carter of Mars it was very oh, John sure, Carter sure, of sure. Mars yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which by yeah. the way I think is a highly underrated movie yeah oh, absolutely yeah, I love that so, movie I need to watch that again but um but I remember the 3D just being amazing. Like That's that, to me what, what was the part that was groundbreaking yeah. of the thing because it was not, we've talked about this before, but it was not the, you know, the pointed object coming at your face no. like all the Halloween movies <laughs> had, you know. No. It was just incidental. So you'd be looking there and all of a sudden you realize, okay, that computer monitor is obviously farther back in space than this computer monitor right, is. Yeah. And so it was just, it was effortless. And when you did get to big scenes that relied on it, you were already so much immersed in that world that it wasn't like... It was you. You were there as right. opposed to oh, here's a shocking thing that's taking me out of the movie. Yeah, I, I think I read somewhere that it's got to do somewhere close to two point five, two point seven billion to break even. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I saw that Cameron made that comment in an interview, but I think they they said that was for both movies. So if that's for both movies, like not both of them have to make two billion dollars, but they yeah, have yeah, to to combined to have to make two billion dollars. I think he's. That's I the, think the he's fine. Thir- three that he's already shot. He, right. he's supposedly, uh, yeah, I think he shot the first, the shot. next two, or the, this one and, and the next one. So right. there's a trilogy he's done, but I think he has treatments or scripts for for five. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he did shoot two and three yeah. together, and yeah. so yeah. So. Yeah, one of the actors, uh, I saw an interview, one Edie of the Falco. actors, yeah, she <laughs> said, yeah, I assumed it, I, we shot that so long ago, I assumed it came out and just tanked because, uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, that's right, that movie came out. Yeah, yeah. I think she's de- been de-aged, but it's actually just that old. But. <laughs> <laughs> Edie Falco, mm-hmm. yeah, Rock Me Amadeus. Um, wrong Falco. Yeah, it was Wrong Falco. Was wrong, wrong Falco, yeah. Wrong Falco. Um, well, I'm going to stay in the Marvel Universe for my Geek of the Week. Um, Daredevil Born Again is about to go in production in February. So uh, Charlie Cox is back as everyone's favorite uh, angel of hell's or devil of a hell's kitchen, I should say. A couple things that are interesting that are, that are somewhat geekish. Number one, 18 episodes of, mm. of this series. Oh, really? 18, yeah. twice as long as wow. anything. More than anything else, and majority twice as long. Oh, as. yes, by, okay. by far. Yeah, yeah. easily. Are and, they going to release it in two seasons? I don't know. I haven't seen okay. that yet. And he's basically, his entire 2023 is shooting this series. Okay. He start, it starts lensing in February, goes all the way through December. Mm-hmm. So, And apparently it's going to concentrate a little bit more on Matt Murdock, the lawyer, in okay. courtroom versus him running around in that ugly yellow and yeah, I don't care for that suit. Yeah, I think I, that I think that was I think that was a She-Hulk. I think uh, it decision. was too. I think I think it will appear in the uh, 
in the new series, in the Daredevil series, but I think it will be quickly oh, Maybe that's his West Coast suit. Well, yeah, maybe there's, there's I think the West after Coast. the walk of shame, well, he's got to change the, uh, <laughs> the outfit. I, th- I, I, oh. I think there was a bit of, I think it was a bit of the tip of the hat of like his first yeah. appearance in the Marvel comics. It was. His first appearance, quote unquote, first appearance in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So they wanted to do that, that costume. But I, I would imagine that everything I've read, uh, as far as, you know, Charlie Cox's interviews and, and D'Onofrio's interviews is that this is going to be almost like a hybrid of what they did for Netflix yeah. and MCU. So it's going to be definitely darker, darker, but not as gory was the line. Well, yeah. you know, and I mean, uh, Werewolf by Night has proven that that Marvel can do pretty intense. Yeah. And I still haven't finished Werewolf by Night. Oh, really? Oh, you I, haven't finished? I like, I like that, it. I like that a lot. Oh, that was definitely one of my. That was definitely one of the highlights for Phase okay. Four for me. For sure. Yeah, I fell asleep. Sorry. Oh no, it's fine. That's good. Yeah, yeah. 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 it mean, just it was such a throwback to those old universal movies i mean oh, for they sure. even had the oh, we talked about this in a thing but they even had the real change marker yep. pop up yeah. that yep. was so cool yeah it, it looked great the I 10 minutes i watched oh, before yeah. i fell asleep the scratches was, they would add or yeah. it was yeah. supposed to be like uh-huh. the, the negative uh, yeah. the film was being uh, damaged it was really cool i liked it but I, we're getting way ahead of that obviously well yeah so so charlie cox is going to spend the next you know 11 months of his life doing daredevil born again i also saw i saw an interesting theory um, you know, we, we've covered this before. Harrison Ford is coming in as, uh, as Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt yeah. Ross. Yeah. They've announced the Thunderbolts movie, There's, which the Thunderbolts is basically the Marvel version of Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. Speculation that Kingpin could join Thunderbolts oh, wow. at some point. So Vincent D'Onofrio may take over the head of the Thunderbolt team. Yeah. Um, you know, when Harrison Ford decides to depart. Yeah. I, I, you know, going into uh, talking about daredevil still, I read, um, there, I think Tom Holland gave an interview or something a couple of weeks ago. Didn't we know everything about it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's already told us the whole plot. Uh Um, for some reason, Mark Ruffalo showed up in that interview. It was, it was really weird. No, I think if I recall correctly, either Holland, Tom Holland did, I think it was Tom Holland that said that he, that he hinted that Spider-Man might, the next Spider-Man movie, might be somewhat tied to Daredevil. Oh wow! Okay, which means they might bring Kingpin as a villain. Yeah, oh, that would be which would be cool. Which would yeah. be really cool if they do. That. I don't know if they're going to do that or not. But. The big guy, the big guy, the big, big guy. guy. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about our favorite things, uh, movie, TV, streaming wise, from 2022, and we'll probably tell Jay what he should watch up next. The Jailus episode continues. It's Robbie Art and special guest Billy Triplett. We're going to recap 2022, but only in the special way that we can do it. We're going to talk what our favorite movie of the year was, our favorite TV show slash streaming series was, and what we're looking forward to in 2023. Art, what was your favorite movie of 2022? I was torn between, and they're not really genre movies, but I was torn between Top Gun, Maverick, and Elvis. Oh wow! I think Elvis was probably the better movie. It was just, did you see Elvis? Oh yeah, no, just really cool movie. I mean, just very well done. Did you ever see it, Robbie? I did. You not. didn't care anything about seeing it. I have a dog named Elvis. I don't need to see anything else. <laughs> okay, that's right. Live in that uh, head in the sand kind of world. Yeah, because he <laughs> anyway, ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah, mm, but it was just oh. a very cool movie. Baz yeah. Luhrmann did a great job with it. Uh, uh, Austin, what's the guy's name? Butler. Butler that Austin played Butler. Elvis was incredible. Just yeah. really, really good. But I think in terms of the movie that was just the most fun to see for me was Top Gun Maverick mm-hmm. because to me it's better than the the, pre, uh, the prequel, the original, <laughs> which we went back and watched before and we went, wow, this really does not hold up at all. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's got its moments in it that we all know, but 
other than those clips, you're like, wow, the, the story that threaded this together was not really there. But the the new movie, Maverick, actually has a better story in it. And I just, you know, for a guy of a certain age, since Tom's only two weeks older than I am but looks 20 years younger, it was kind of fun to see an old guy, you know, still being able to do it. So that was fun. I mean, yeah. granted, you had to suspend your disbelief probably even more so than most of the Marvel movies we watch for it. But uh, But it was good. What about you, Billy? I, I mean, I, it's funny that Art says that because I I, I was definitely in the same uh, the same category there, thinking about both those movies being highlights for me for this past year. Um, uh, but I have to give it a Top Gun Maverick for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I thought Elvis was uh, I thought the acting was really was really good. I mean, Tom Hanks's accent was was definitely it took a little while to kind of get it because it's Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. If any yeah, other yeah, actor yeah. did right, that yeah. accent. Uh huh. You'd be like, what? I mean, you'd, yeah. you'd be like, but if yeah. any other accent, actor did that accent, you'd be just kind of be just go and roll with it. But if you ever heard actual recordings of of, of Tom, of, of Colonel, Colonel, Colonel Tom Parker, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, he 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 was from Holland. He had a, yeah. he had an accent, uh-huh. so I think it was a little bit of kind of get used to that. But I will say this: um, Butler did a great job, mm-hmm. amazing job, and I and I thought uh, nobody, at least as far as just the kinetic energy yeah. of, of his movies nobody touches Baz Luhrmann yeah yeah his, his, the editing the transitions yeah just the I mean the some of the stuff that that he did was just especially in terms of transitions there's a scene where he's in in downtown Memphis and mm. you know it's just it's just was cool. he walking he was not this was not uh <laughs> it's a tracking shot I think it's a tracking shot I was window? tracking yeah. in Memphis yeah. Yeah. and it was just you're going wow that is just so cool oh yeah and then the just the 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 whole look of the piece, the way he integrated things in with, um, like one of my favorite scenes was uh, when uh, he was doing, I think it was Spin Out was the movie, and you see Austin Butler mm-hmm. in there, and they've, they've you know digitally put him into the actual scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just flawless, and it works so well. And I really did not expect to like Austin Butler as Elvis. What I had seen of him, I thought he doesn't he doesn't get it. But in the movie, he was absolutely perfect. For yeah, me. I, I agree. I think I think the best biopics um, are when the actors look just enough like yeah. who they're supposed to be. They don't, they don't make them out to be just like right, them, right? Because that takes you out of it even more. So I yeah, think you, you have a representation, but you don't have a, a full facsimile of who these folks right. are. Right. Yeah. You know, kind of like I fall back into um, thinking about uh, biopics that where they, where they don't look just like them, but there's there, they capture the essence right. of them is yeah. walk the line. Oh yeah. 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 That's yeah. a great movie too. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, uh, and even um, uh, another James Mangle movie, which isn't a musical biopic, but is a, is a true story, is a Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, um, like, oh, I love that. That's great. I own that. Yeah, yeah that's that that's one of my that's one of my favorite movies. The last. 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's not a twenty twenty two movie. It's not. It's not. Stay so why on target. But my point being, my point like being, my gun? point being is if that if the actors capture the essence, even if they barely look like them, yeah, look yeah. Like the real uh-huh. people, that's more that, important. It's more yeah. important. Now, the reason I like Top Gun. Sorry, we were going on Elvis, and I think Elvis was my my number one pick. But um, uh, Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun was great. I think it was much better than the original. Yeah, I mean, I'd, way I was surprised but, at how much better it was because um, I had forgotten so much about the original. We went, gosh. But it, it cringe, uh, <laughs> cringe. Yeah. But it was it it was it was a fun adventure film in the sense that it, you you obviously had a group of people trained for a mission. Yeah. On the mission is well executed. It's well directed. Uh, obviously, getting to see an old an old character from a movie that you saw as a kid. Yeah. The nostalgia factors there. Uh huh. Um, but I uh, some of you, us I, weren't I'm, kids when Top Gun well, came you out. Know what I mean? <laughs> but I will tell you the the 
cinematography in the in the cockpits. Yeah, great the aerial. We, so much of that footage. was real. I mean, you know, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Sony the, Venice cameras in there. And, and yeah. It's just oh crazy. yeah, and you can tell. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's amazing. You can yeah. tell. I mean, uh, uh, there's certain movies where they do such a good job with whatever CGI yeah. they use or whatever computer animation yeah. they use. It's hard to tell. It's like just good enough that wow, that's amazing. Like I think yeah. Christopher Nolan movies are definitely in that in that category. But, uh-huh. but you can definitely still tell the difference. Like, oh yeah, that's yeah. real. That's uh-huh. oh that's the realism of Top Gun Maverick was great. Oh so, yeah, so, and yeah. I and I and and Cruz just really I think he's kind of taken on this persona yeah. of he wants to be kind of like the the last action star exactly and he, yeah and he's really embraced that uh-huh. in these in these years and and i think it's really smart because yeah. there's not a lot of that left anymore no there's not that's right because most he, of those guys no longer have knees well yeah and i right. mean but he's also very you know i remember, I remember the, the the time we went to go see it and it was a couple weeks after it came out but yeah there was a special message with him before the movie yeah yeah which yeah. i thought was uh-huh. That was really gracious yeah. and very nice. Uh-huh. So Top Gun Maverick is For my sure. number one. Is really? Right. That's wow, interesting yeah. that it we is, all went that way. Is. Because of all the things we've said. Yeah. Uh, but I figured that would be your number one. Didn't know about Billy. I've got a number two I'm going to bring in. My number two is the Batman. Oh, yeah. So Robert Patterson's take on The Dark Knight was fabulous. I thought that oh. was great. From a gross standpoint, it's number six. Maverick uh, grossed $718 million. Um, and it looks like that's domestic. Yeah. Um, and then... Did you see that at the theater? I did. Okay. With a bunch of senior citizens. It was yeah. very, very interesting. So, but... The Batman. The No, the Batman. No, Maverick. <laughs> Maverick, I was talking about. Yeah, there were a bunch of senior citizens in there. I saw... Get uh, him, Batman. You and I saw the Batman. I thought we... Did we see it at the theater? We did. Okay. We did. Or did Jay and I see it and you watched I think it on TV? G, I think you and Jay saw it because I don't think I saw it till it came on HBO. Yeah. Oh, remind me, did you guys see Love and Thunder together? We, we did, did see Love and Thunder. Did. And y'all saw Black Adam together too, right? We yes, saw Black we Adam did. together. Yes, we did. Yeah. That did not make one of those made our list. <laughs> well, Love and Thunder. <laughs> they were enjoyable, <laughs> yeah. but neither one of them made our list. So my third place would be, and if, I forgot this came out, but uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, yeah. which I thought was just fabulous. Yeah. If for nothing else, the cameo for Reed Richards. John Krasinski, yeah. who is not Jack Ryan, by the way. He is Jim Ryan, Jack's first cousin, because mm-hmm. those are not Jack Ryan adventures on Amazon Prime. They're enjoyable, but Tom yeah. Clancy never wrote any of that stuff. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> so, all right. Those are our, our unanimous selection of Top Gun Maverick, so, which is kind of, kind of interesting. interesting. Yeah, Maverick. Yeah. Of course, so. he did have what was close to a you know a trench run, so I guess that was... You know, well, it, the, the, plot, the plot is... A new hope. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it is. really, That's right. It really is. I mean, I mean have, it down to the down to the 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 rogue father, saving. Son. Well, down yeah. to the rogue saving them at the end. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, That's why I liked it. Yeah. Uh, there really you go. Good, there yeah. you go. Every movie is the uh-huh. new, is new hope all over again. Uh, what about streamers? What uh, what was Billy? What was your favorite streaming TV show of the streaming or just overall? well, just an episodic I, television I, that came out in twenty twenty two. So. Mm. I can ask Art because you know if you want I, uh, to think about. Uh, so I, I um, there were several that I really liked. Um, I, I really enjoyed uh, the Terminal List on Amazon uh, Prime, um, and I really enjoyed. Um, oh, uh, mm, use your big words. Use my big words here. I forgot the second one was that because I, I was thinking of it coming in here. But um, but my my number one pick. I'll just go and get to that is House of the Dragon. 
Okay. Of course it would be. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. It was it was yeah. it was amazingly done. Um it really reinvigorated uh, invigorated the franchise for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I and I, Martin needed it. Yeah. Martin needed it because uh he's he's supposedly 500 pages away from his the, I, the, the, I, I don't think no, it's going to happen. Not going to happen. He'll be dead before it comes out. I'll uh, I'll I'll keep my fingers crossed. But so, I I was very I was I thought the it was very well done. Yeah. The acting was fantastic. Patty Constantine was phenomenal. The time jumps. I know a lot of people who weren't familiar with the story were kind of was kind of grating for some folks, but I knew where it was going. Yeah, and I knew what they were doing, and I thought it was well paced out. And I think now that the show that the season's over, everybody agrees. Now we get to the true dance we of the dragons. We get to the two, yeah. true dance of the dragons. Do you watch Succession on HBO Max at all? No, I, I've never ever watched it, but I've heard people tell me I need to watch it. It's a great series. Uh, somebody did the House of the Dragon intro in secession style mm-hmm. secession style and it's hilarious it, it's great it's perfect it's better than the house of the dragon intro because succession deals with a lot of family dynamics large media empires this is a large empire you just it, you need to Check watch succession secession how, how so. many seasons how many uh, seasons are a succession at four four i think it just finished the fourth and it was good but I, I really enjoyed it. The last, the fourth season, which came out this year, was not as good as the previous. You could tell COVID affected them. So, yeah. all right. So, House of the Dragons, number one for you. Yeah. Art, what's number one for you? All right. I, mine's got some recency bias to it, I'm sure. It's got to be. Because I'm trying to think, okay, what else came out? What else came out? There's Andor. a lot of good stuff that came out. Hmm. Uh, well, Andor is probably my favorite, you know, in terms of what our answer should be. Right, but Wednesday is the one that I just really, really we had so much fun with, and it really? just hit right. That's why I said recency bias. I'm yeah. sure is part of it because it was, it was something that's you know, uh, it's basically you know, Adam's family meets Riverdale meets Nancy Drew, but it was just a lot of fun. And Becky and I both enjoyed it together, so that was a lot of fun. Andor probably is my favorite, and I think for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is. I think it it showed what Star Wars could have been had they allowed it to mature, and we've talked about that before. Ad uh, nauseum. Yeah, I mean, practical effects, you know, versus at real world as per as opposed to the volume, which I thought the volume was very cool. I still think that's very cool. Yeah. But again, you see the difference when you're actually putting something in, you know, real location. So that was good. Plus, it was just the story. You know, they were able to tell what felt very authentic in terms of it being a star Wars story without a bunch of lightsabers, without a bunch of Jedi, you know, it was, so it was no force. You have, yeah. no, you don't talk about the force at all. Yeah. Uh-uh. So it's, it's just a very cool, very cool look at the other side of what was going on during the rebellion. And that know. was, that was, I, when you said it as a, as my number two, I, cause I remember it yeah. now because I agree with you a hundred percent. It showed the dirty side of it, which yeah. I thought yeah. rogue one did a really good job. Yeah. Tony Gilroy wrote both. Yeah. So it yeah. makes sense. rogue one, when you see rogue one, when we saw that, we thought, wow, this is really cool. This, this, this could be it. And then we had, you know, the rest of the sequel trilogy, which was, you know, such, okay. Yeah, well, it's, I don't even know if it's okay anymore. I don't know if I can go back and watch it as much as I could anymore. It's such fan service, and there was there was no real cohesive plan for the thing, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. People may yeah. say, oh, well, you know, we subverted expectations. Well, yeah, you did, because we expected it to be good, and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and or, even for all the deliberate pacing criticism that it's gotten and the idea we spend too much time in this place you know whatever the, the prison will just go ahead and say it all pays off oh it does it pays the, off beautifully the no way out episode that concludes the prison yeah. arc is mm-hmm. unbelievable mm-hmm. you know and they didn't mind making the main character not even the best character in the thing oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know you had uh 
uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character. Yeah. Kitan, what was his name? Uh, now we've all forgotten. But anyway, his, I mean, just a great character to see it, that. In his soliloquy, his monologue about, uh-huh. you know, what what the rebellion has cost yeah. him personally. Andy Circus, yeah. Fiona Shaw. I mean, these folks were phenomenal oh, in yeah. this thing. I mean, just, it was really, really good. I, I, agree with, I agree with you that I think it shows what Star Wars could be. Yeah. And I think by an extension, going back, Rogue One did the same. And yeah. I, by far, in my opinion, by far, with the exception of uh, Mandalorian, I think that is the best uh, oh, content yeah. of the Disney's era Star I, Wars. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I liked Obi-Wan, uh, but now looking at Andor, I thought Obi-Wan could have been more yeah. of this. Oh, for sure. It should have been more yeah. of this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's speculation. There's rumors that Hayden Christensen's going to come in in Ahsoka and play Darth Vader. Oh, okay. And then there's also, they, they seem to have cast their, their mirror for Ahsoka, uh, which will get you, you know, the Rebels show continuation. But anyway, so... Andor was my number one. I anticipated it being one of y'all's number one, so I had. So I had four more choices. Yeah, well, I've got I've got a couple others just because I'm I'm filling in the gaps. Um, Severance. Um, oh yeah, gosh, may, that was ah, see that's one that again recency bias. I forgot about Severance. Severance was incredible. Severance may be my favorite. I mean, I will yeah. I I will probably watch both of those again. Um, and I cannot wait to see season two. Of that. Season two of Severance. Yeah, that's, that's the one. That's the one where you go to work yeah. and you only remember work when you go home. Your mind is kind of like what? It's kind of the way. Yeah. It's kind of the way my life yeah. is right now. Right. Right. So, right. right. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard. I've heard about it. I've heard people talk really highly. It's Apple TV Plus. You, you it, need. It, you need to watch it. It really is. It really is incredible. Yeah. It, it, it. It's phenomenal storytelling. It's a concept I'd never thought of before. Yeah. Never, no one. That was what was interesting about it to me is that for all the sci-fi stuff, it felt like something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise be to Lumen. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a good one. Yeah, Sandman was yeah. also uh, in my my top there because um, being a, a Sandman fan, seeing the personification, what they've done is great. And season two is coming. So can't wait for that. Yeah. So, um, all right, we're almost at the end. Let's jump to what you're looking forward to in 2023. Mm. Why don't you go first? Yeah, you go first. Yeah. Well, you know what my answer is. I don't really. Come on. What celebrates the 60th, Little 60th, Mermaid 60th anniversary <laughs> in 2023? Who's come back? You know, he he played the doctor once before. He's oh, playing oh, the doctor. Oh, and, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, oh. Doctor Who. Come on, man. I want to yeah, see what they do one. with Tenet. So. Yeah, I, mean, yeah I can't believe it's sixty because I remember when the fiftieth anniversary special came out. Buddy, I remember the twenty fifth anniversary special. Oh no, no, no! But, I'm just, came but that's out. what I'm saying. It's like it's just like it's, I, it's so weird because I remember Capal, I remember Smith Capaldi, obviously Tenet because I started watching Doctor Who when I was working with working with you and you yeah. knew who came out and. Well, um, yeah, and I just remember, I, but I, I, the last couple of years, I just have not, I've not been on there, but I'm really excited about this new season. Yeah, the Chibnall, Chibnall didn't do Jody Whittaker any any favors the last series was not very good the it, anyway but I'm, I'm really excited about that um and it still just blows my mind that being a doctor who fan when i was in elementary and middle school it's so mainstream now that it's just it's just crazy so doctor who is what i'm looking forward to the most oh, yeah. so what about you billy what are you looking forward to in 2023 oh, oh, um I gotta remember what's coming out. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. I'm, I'm trying to jog my memory right here. Uh, there are a couple things I'm really excited about coming out. Obviously, I'm really excited about the new slate of movies uh, from Marvel, um, uh, starting the Phase Five, uh, Ant Man. But I'm really excited Quantumania about Quantum Mania in February. Right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, Quantum Mania comes out in, in February, and we we get a real good uh, 
good look at Jonathan Majors as uh, the next big bad, or supposedly the next big bad. I think there's actually going to, I think there's an ace up their sleeve for the big bad for the next one personally, but I won't talk yeah. about that here. But anybody that's familiar with Secret Wars, which is they've already announced, knows yes. there's probably a, a very big, 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 big bad coming out uh, down, the, down the line. But I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward to Guardians 3. Yeah, May 5th. Yeah, May 5th, because uh, James Gunn just, he just really has a knack for really just hitting it out of the park and hitting you in the fields. And that trailer that came out a couple weeks ago definitely makes it seem like this is yeah. going to be a very emotional one. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, and, um, oh man, I think, because uh, I was going to say, I don't think there's any shows that are coming out that are on my radar right now. So. Well, you also got. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, yeah. followed by Indiana Jones and the Timex of Time. I yeah. cautiously, cautiously optimistic about that because uh, uh, Mangled is the director. Yeah. Um, he's done really good work in the past. Um, obviously, uh, Crystal Skull was not the the, no, we not don't, the we greatest don't talk about thing. That. Right. But as of right now, for me, Indiana Jones it ended when he and his father. Yeah, they, that's they all the, rode that's, from the sunset. That's the, yeah, we that's called the, the dog Indiana. Yeah, that's right. So, what about you? Are what's your what are you? Well, I had to go look it up to see, and uh, when you said Ant Man and uh, Quantumania, that was probably that's probably the movie I'm looking most forward to. Although, as I look at the list, I'm reminded of one that I forgot about, which is Cocaine Bear. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> have y'all seen the trailer for Cocaine Bear? No, yeah, but yes, I know I, I know the story. Oh so. my gosh! Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is probably because the, the truth <laughs> of the matter is, with a lot of the superhero movies and even the Indiana Jones movie, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for all of those yeah. after. You know the most recent Marvel phase, and we start phase five now. I'm going okay. They've got they've kind of win me over again because I've reached a saturation point. I realized yeah. you know with the last few I've I've seen. I'm like I don't know that I really you know unless there's something really new that I've yeah. seen anything else. And I'm not sure from what I've seen that there's a whole lot of new coming out yet. Cocaine Bear looks new. To me. <laughs> <laughs> so. What so, so that may be. Top that one. I've now, got a couple others to add to the list too, of course. Okay. But you know, um. Uh, Anything else you're looking forward to? That's uh, well, on. you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to all the ones we talked about. John yeah. Wick, Chapter 4, I'm also looking. I've still not seen any of the John Wick I love the John Wick I need movies. to watch the John Wick I won't movies. go to the theater to see them, but once they come out on something, we'll watch them. And, it's, you know, it's just mindless violence. And, uh, I mean, it is. I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, a, it's, it's like it's a, it's a ballet where people get killed. Yeah. And uh, it's a bizarre thing, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But the Guardians and all the other ones that y'all mentioned. The Marvels is coming out. Marvels, uh -huh. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Dune Part 2. Oh, that's right. That's right. That is. Yeah, I probably won't watch that. Uh, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, the one that I'm really interested in. That's not really a genre, but um, Oppenheimer. Yeah, that oh, looks. Uh, yes. That looks really good too. Yes. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I think that'll be. I so. think that will be really good. And you know, he's using. Have y'all seen that he's not doing CGI for the explosions? You're right. He's yeah. supposed to be recreating yeah. practical effects. So. I, it's, it's it's crazy. crazy. So, <laughs> uh, I think we need to go see. We need to plan a um, plan an outing and go see the Flash. The three of us, uh, yeah, to see how it melts does, down in real time. Yeah, I mean, because I that's what I'm very curious about, and going into it with very low expectations. But I mean, who will be left in it? You know. <laughs> well, I well, I mean, talking about a big development in 2022. I mean, what is the plan with DC now that Gunn's pretty much said all these people are we're not there. Using there isn't anymore. a plan. Yeah. Well, he yeah, wants yeah. to model everything after you know the. Uh, the animated series. Yeah. Uh, I think he's mentioned justice league uh, in particular. So what I imagine is we will have something 
like a Justice League made up of Suicide Squad type <laughs> characters. I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah no, no. With yeah, the Wonder Twins. I think it, that would be awesome. <laughs> now, I would get on board with that. Boy, I would yeah. love to see a cinematic version of the Wonder Twins. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the monkey, yeah. uh, he if anybody could pull it off, it'd be gone. It would be gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but I think that's <laughs> Brad, what, I, Bradley Cooper is the monkey. <laughs> I think we're going to see, uh, you know, probably some some heroes that we haven't seen or, or thought about seeing. I think he's going to try to get away from the big three. So yeah. So the movie I'm looking most forward least to, <laughs> least forward to, Le- least forward. But I, I I'm I will probably go see it in the movie theaters. Is the March 31st Dungeons and Dragons Honors Oh Among yeah. Thieves. So who's in that? Christopher Chris Pine. Pine. Chris Pine is. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Now. I think Chris yeah. Pine and uh and um. Uh, the bad guy's Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant's the bad in Okay. It. I mean, talk about somebody needing some money. Yeah. yeah. He has fallen very, very far down Notting Hill. So. Great movie to see, by the way, is Glass Onion. Have y'all seen that? Saw that. It was great. It's just fun. It's just a lot of fun, speaking of Hugh Grant. You know, I, I keep... Yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig did a great job. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. I love I love Knives Out. Yeah. That was yeah. one of, that was a. Fun I, movie. I, I See, like that's him. what to me kind of redeemed Ryan Johnson in my eyes. I'm like, hey, okay, Star Wars, uh, whatever you think of that, fine. But the Knives Out movies are just brilliant. I love yeah. them. I mean, they're fun. I mean, you know, it's just like a lot of fun. Did you like Glass Onions better than Knives Out? I liked about the same. I may have even liked it a little bit more just because it was a little more over the top. I yeah. like Glass Onions a little bit yeah. more. You liked it better? Yeah. Well, you talk about sub- uh, subverting expectations. I know that he subverted expectations in Star Wars, but nobody liked. But yeah. in Knives Out, he subverted expectations. Yes. That, that, um, the, uh, well, uh, the uh, thing. The mystery the genre. Problem is, he had nowhere to go but <laughs> up. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like this podcast. Yeah. So. All right, that's 40 minutes of us recapping and looking forward. Maybe Jay will join us next time. Maybe not. Billy, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And Feel free to come back. We can do this remotely. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys, if y'all want me back, I'll be. I'll come back anytime. There you go. All right, we'll see you guys next time around.